0: Welcome to Hard Talk, a podcast that looks at how we use technology, and specifically ICTs, in our daily professional and personal lives. Be it technological advancement in the transport industry, the revolution caused by the mobile phone, I also cover the disruption it is causing in the food and also the building industry. I'm your host, Robert Yawe, an ICT practitioner with over 30 years' experience. Welcome back to what promises to be another exhilarating episode of Robert Yahweh's Hard Talk. Prepare to be captivated as we delve deep into a thought-provoking discussion with esteemed Timothy Gatimu, the brilliant host of Kenya's widely acclaimed podcast, Blueprint. With its focus on local issues, Blueprint takes an immersive dive into the heart of our community. Brace yourselves as this episode marks the thrilling finale of an unforgettable first season where we explored the captivating world of Kenya Cooperative Creameries. Throughout this enlightening journey, we fearlessly confront the multifaceted challenges that have plagued KCC throughout its storied history. Join us as we dissect the intricate nature of these challenges, drawing upon my expertise and experience to propose innovative solutions that hold the potential to steer KCC back to a brighter future. I highly recommend listening to the other four installments of the Blueprint series on KCC, conveniently available on the acute.co.ke portal. Acute, spelled with a Q. These episodes will transport you far beyond the present day, offering a comprehensive exploration of the roots of Kenya's dairy industry. With Timothy Gatimu as your guide, you will uncover the enthralling history of the industry, tracing its origins back to the pre-independence era. Through Timothy's storytelling prowess, you will gain insight into the machinations and relationships that have shaped our journey thus far. Prepare to be transported through time as we shed light on the same foundations upon which KCC was built, unveiling its transformative impact on Kenya's dairy landscape. Get ready for an episode that aims to inspire, inform, and ignite your appetite for change. This is Robert Yahweh's Hard Talk where I fearlessly tackle any topic with relish and mischief. Let's dive in.
1: Most white settlers come, decide us regular farmers will not be able to touch the market. We need to have a safe ground. Why would they, their own benefit, right? That's what they were thinking.
0: Why would you do anything for other people's benefit?
1: You're in their land.
0: Well, the question is, you you had the land and you are doing nothing with it. We didn't know how to do it. So how did they know how to do it? When they came from Europe. No, how did they get it in Europe? So the question becomes that we live in an environment where it's very easy to survive.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yes. That's why we are not innovative. You can't be innovative when your basic needs are sorted out. Now you're (laughs) dealing with somebody who has to spend six to eight months Mm -hmm. to produce enough food Mm -hmm. to live for 12 months. That's how you become innovative. For us, we talk of temperature variations. Yeah, sixteen easy. degrees. I see people wearing jackets. Twenty-eight degrees. People are crying how hot it is. Have you heard of people going to minus twenty degrees? <laughs> no, at minus. If Kenya gets to minus four, half of us are dead.
1: See water to doguva.
0: Yes. It's, <laughs> so that's I think where the question should come in. Is that fine? We had this environment. Yeah. But we are doing nothing with it. Then when somebody else comes to this space and makes use of it. We suddenly start becoming experts on how it should be ours.
1: But you can see now, considering what the colonialists did at that time, for their benefit, because they had an issue with seasons and they, they knew how to play us. Yes. Because we, we we were so comfortable in our space, we didn't know what was going on. But we're seeing people now doing the same thing, in a way.
0: Of the daily products, how many do you use? Maziwa Pekeaki. So why do you have an issue with somebody who is doing value addition?
1: But for their own benefit, she should... Be.
0: But for you, you didn't need
1: it. Are you siding with them?
0: I'm not siding. I'm siding with the facts. The facts here are very clear. As One, I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I found out is most nylots mm-hmm. are lactose intolerant. So for many of them, they were able to produce butter mm-hmm. and cheese. Mm-hmm. So where did we lose that skill? Today, we are all obsessed with fresh milk. Yet half the population... Mm-hmm. Can't really consume fresh milk. That's why you ask yourself, why is it that people of a certain part of the country consume a lot of mala?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So we already did value addition. It's only that we didn't know how to industrialize it. Uh-huh. And even today, the same issue. We only consume the fresh milk. The rest has to get exported. So we are, we ourselves are obsessed with doing what you're, say, you're complaining that the white man did. He All exported right. the cheese back home because he didn't think we appreciated it. The value of that cheese, the value of the ghee, the value of the butter.
1: So the same thing happens now. Someone says there's value in this, but we are not. Why did KCC, Mm. let me even start from here. Why did KCC fail in the first place?
0: KCC failed because Mm. the people who took it over from the white man didn't understand what its main objective was. Its main objective was, one, do value addition and long-term shelf life products so as to reduce the fluctuations that happen with varied production. So you had powder milk, Mm -hmm. which is basically what you convert the milk to when you've got a glut. Mm -hmm. But we all know what happened in Gidongori at one point. People were pouring. That's true. Why? Because we have an obsession with fresh milk.
1: How do you stop that obsession? You know you're making it sound like we're really...
0: We we left the villages. For me, it's been almost 100 years. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but then I, you now tell me I'm thinking still like my grandfather.
1: Okay. To the Nyayo era. I, I think you touched on the Nyayo era. It's the people who took up now during that time, didn't know, like they really didn't know what to do with it. And we can see in that era even people being given favors to run the screameries and cooperatives, and it doesn't benefit the farmer. There's no education to the farmer to tell him that this product can add value in different ways. Everyone is coming to benefit. What should have been done different?
0: If we're discussing 1950s, Mm -hmm. I'd understand where our literacy levels were at what? 5%, 10%? Yeah. Now, in the Nyayo era, we had 60 to 80% literacy, Mm -hmm. which tells me that the fellow who was farming, the Mm -hmm. dairy farmer, Mm -hmm. was no longer an illiterate person. Was somebody with, even if it at minimum, was a form for education level. True. Now, if that person was still milking a cow, dumping the milk with somebody else and Mm -hmm. expecting to be paid a premium, The problem here is not the creamery. The problem here is the farmer. He's refused to think.
1: But the farmer just knows it from the old ways, how they were So why did
0: we educate him? Why did we spend money taking them to school?
1: Can we say the system of education then
0: was bad? Maybe that's what the problem is. So we should stop discussing who was killing KCC. The problem was that the farmer had refused to evolve.
1: But then the cooperatives would have done this, yeah.
0: But... Who runs the cooperative? Let's ask. It's a cooperative, which means who are the owners? The farmers are the owners. So how do you tell me about management?
1: But management, now Nyayo comes and puts some people in these cooperatives as regulators or people. Then you just, to tell, to just slaughter your
0: cows. Slaughter your cows.
1: Don't you feel like that is too much? How do you slaughter all of them? No, bro?
0: just slaughter them. Would you open a chips shop whereby every evening you made a loss? No, would you continue you operating? No, you would What would you do?
1: Of course, shut it down.
0: So why is it that you'll shut down the chips shop, but you do not want to kill the cow, which is bringing you no return?
1: I feel like this is way different. For a season where you are earning from, let's take that example, from this chips shop, and then all of a sudden it's starting to dry up and you don't know what's happening. People are moving probably to other different shops now. You want to study what's the problem, but you find out the person even who is supplying for you the machines to cut the chips or probably teaching you on what should be done different is not doing the same.
0: I sold you a machine. I think the question is this. Mm-hmm. If you open the chip shop mm-hmm. every day mm-hmm. and you lose money, mm-hmm. but you find the same number of people showing up before, where do you think the problem is? Is it the fellows who are eating your chips or something in your internal systems?
1: I feel like this one is someone was playing you because these people enjoyed your chips and then all of a sudden they moved away. Now they're, they're not eating your chips.
0: So why, why don't you investigate what happened and then ask yourself, am I responsible for the problem, that's a reason. Because I deliver milk to what you're calling the Kenya Cooperative Creameries. Mm-hmm. So if it's a cooperative, which means I'm an owner. Mm-hmm. So which means I make a decision on who runs the organization. So when I abdicate my responsibility of selecting the leadership of my cooperative, do I blame the person who's taken control or am I liable myself?
1: We can go on for hours with this one in the Nyayo era. Let's move to Kibaki. Kibaki comes and he's like, yes. I will revive everything. Cooperatives that have been dying or are dead or were sold to other people now shall come back. And then nothing much happens.
0: Again, it was a cooperative. Where are the members?
1: The members are not fully represented.
0: How come? Then it's not a cooperative anymore. So, in other words, it ceased to be a cooperative. The so members what did it are
1: still stuck with the old ideas of bring milk, get your money, go home.
0: So, in other words, they were not participating in ownership. Mm. They were only participating as suppliers. And
1: the milk prices go up and these guys are not being paid as they should be.
0: Then why deliver?
1: Yeah, well you're making this sound so, like it was easy, like it was ABC. I feel like there was a bit more
0: to it. The bit to it was that we refuse to think, then we want somebody else to do the thinking on our behalf and give us the higher return that we believe we should get. And Alaska, I'll keep asking people this simple question. What's the cost of producing one liter of milk?
1: I just know how much they sell it for.
0: So why would you tell me that 32 shillings producer price is low if you don't know what your cost is? Mm. Yeah. The problem begins with you. Who doesn't know the cost? If you don't know your cost, then why do you go and complain about the price you're being paid?
1: Let me go back to Kibaki era first. This guy looks like he's going to work out something. Then 07, 08, it goes back to the same slump. We don't know what's happening again. I really want to understand. I know the farmers have a, a role to play. But where did the government get it wrong?
0: The government never got it wrong. It was a political statement.
1: So it was never to benefit us in any way. The
0: structure was not there for government to intervene. Again, it was a cooperative. The
1: government still is involved. It's a government-owned entity. The government is a
0: regulator. They're not managers. They're regulators. Uh So if you felt Uh that the people who were running your cooperative were not running it right, Mm -hmm. you already had a bylaw which allows you to get rid of them. Okay. So why didn't the farmers get rid of the bad management? They are the owners. It's not a state corporation.
1: Okay. Now, private sectors come into play. We have Tuzo. We have all these companies playing in. And now they are doing something to benefit farmers. And farmers move away. Now what happens to KCC?
0: KCC continues to do what its role was, which was stabilize prices.
1: But they own the creameries. They have ways in which they can turn this milk into powder. So we can't just put them from a regulatory Position. they were doing something about the milk also and they still do even now
0: So why aren't the farmers giving them the milk
1: That's the question I needed to ask because now the farmers are moved away from KCC and now they are selling their milk to this other guy why are they selling
0: to the other guys
1: Is it that their price is better
0: No because we have the dairy board which sets the producer price of milk so it's a control environment so if the producer price is fixed
1: so KDB was also a loophole just to benefit yes. This whole time we haven't even talked about the farmer yet. We we, we, have—we are sure now the fault. The farmer has a has has a role to play. Some of the fault was on him also.
0: Most of it was on the farmer. (laughs) We need to stop glorifying abdication of responsibility. Mm -hmm. If a father doesn't feed his children, you don't go and blame Unga for not for making the price of Unga high. You see, we keep placing the blame in the wrong place. That's where the issue is. You're the producer. You're the one producing milk. You know your costs of production.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yes. If somebody is offering you less than your production price, you don't sell it to him. They'll say, so what do you do with it? Our our great-grandparents, our ancestors, were making butter at home. They had no huge machinery. They understood enzymes, They knew what to get. They would get it off the gut of the goats. Mm -hmm. And that's what they used to coagulate the milk.
1: So this was just a way of life for them. And now you've come and told them, hey, this is some way you can earn something from it. So
0: So you refuse to move up the value chain, which your great-grandparents had. You move back down the value chain and then complain. You are more educated. You're more exposed. But yet... Sad to say, you seem to be a bigger idiot with all <laughs> this level of education. So I, mean, I think maybe we need to just shut down schools. That's our problem.
1: Revise the system. No, education. just kill
0: schools. I think that is where our problem started. <laughs> because I look at it and my grandfather, who I think went to class four, was a better businessman than I'll ever be. And all because I wanted to do too many things instead of the basic issue of business is what? You buy for X, you sell for X plus. Mm. If you're buying for X or you're producing for X and selling for less than X, Mm. then I think there's a problem. And we see it everywhere. So for me, I think we need to go back and ask the farmer, what's his objective? What's his cost of production? And once he knows his cost of production, is this business bringing him money? If it is not bringing him money, then let him stop making noise and just switch to something else. Coffee farmers did it at one point. They just stopped picking their coffee. Some intercropped it with potatoes and maize.
1: And the bigger chunk now is just turning it into flats and...
0: <laughs> yes, for the ones <laughs> in, on Thicker Road and everywhere else. And you see, again, you look at it because, for example, don't forget, we had a rule, I need to check whether the law still applies, where you can't cut down a coffee tree, yeah. even on your own farm. Yes. Why was that put there?
1: But they were protecting the product. For who? Is it really for the farmer or for themselves? Thank you. I hear you. Okay. Two last questions. What's the way forward for the farmer?
0: The way forward for the farmer is he needs to understand how the value chain looks like for his product.
1: Can the cooperatives go back to them? No. For me,
0: I think the farmer just needs to walk away. Form your new cooperatives based on people who you share an ideal. That's what the cooperative movement is about. Mm -hmm. It's about coming together for the common benefit of all. If it's not serving the common benefit of all, then you kill it. And you restructure again with new friends with new cooperators, people who are cooperating. Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: How do they get this education now that we see that there's some level to some extent that maybe...
0: 90% of those farmers are walking around with smartphones, which are on 4G. Google is free. (laughs) We need to stop the obsession with fresh milk. It's too expensive to deal with. We need to move to value addition. To get something to churn the milk and convert it and produce butter
1: Mm.
0: is as cheap as gourd then what we worry about is what new value addition can we do after we've produced the butters, we've produced the cheese and the rest. It's already been termed off. The reason people went for margarine was because somebody wanted to make sure that they controlled a new market. Mm. Yet we all know that butter is better for you. Mm. It's an animal fat. It's basically very close to its natural state. It doesn't give you worse cholesterol and all those. All those were lies, which were done to convert us to margarine. Margarine natural color is white. It's colored yellow to deceive you. that it's butter. Now, if we move back to consuming butter, fine, we'll kill two, three companies. Mm. Two, three companies are doing margarine, we'll die. But Kenyans will be healthier. Our farmers will get a better return. They'll have a product which has a longer shelf life. So which means you're not rushing to milk the cow at four to take the milk to the dairy by six. You milk your cow at Mm. six o'clock, at eight o'clock. You put it into your pasteurizer if you need to. Mm -hmm. You pasteurize it and then you put in your enzymes and you convert it into a longer life product.
1: So then they come and just pick up the...
0: Yes, and there's no rush. So Mm. you can come if you come tomorrow and you say, you want to pay me X for my butter, Mm. I tell you, too low, go away. I'll wait for you next week or the week after. Why? Because it will not go bad. But with fresh milk, if you show up and you know very well I've milked my cow and you tell me it's 20 shillings, you buy it for 20 shillings a kilo... Do you know, I don't have a choice. I have to give it to you. Because if I don't, tomorrow it will have gone bad. But do you know what bad milk makes? Cheese. And I keep seeing you people running on Tuesdays for pizza. Buy one, get one free. What's the whole topping on that pizza? It's cheese. Do you know where all that cheese comes from? We are importing most of it out of South Africa (laughs) and Egypt.
1: (laughs) When we have enough to do it here.
0: Yes. You're supposed to be having managu and cheese at home.
1: Okay. Government has a role to play. We've seen them constantly trying to resuscitate this big body Mm. called KCC and it's failing, I mean, we've done season one, it has failed, the second time it has failed. What does government need to do? Which role do they play? Because we are clear and sure about what the farmers need to
0: do. What What makes you think the intention was to resuscitate it? Do you know if I put you in ICU, I make more money off you than if I give you medication and send you home? There's more money to be made so long as KCC remains in a state of suspense. In ICU,
1: yeah, is KCC worth resuscitating? No, we just kill it. Completely.
0: We just kill it.
1: What do we do with the assets?
0: What do you want to do with them? We sell them off to somebody who can run them more efficiently.
1: Fine, KCC is dead. Government will still have a role to play.
0: Where agriculture is a devolved function, so you need forty-seven KCCs.
1: Now we move it away from the national government. Now we already now... have.
0: I don't know what it's still doing at the <laughs> national government. <laughs> We devolved. Do you people realize that we are eight years into a new constitution?
1: And we're still fighting with some parts of it also still.
0: No, which parts? It's straightforward. Agriculture is a devolved function. Mm -hmm. Done. So milk production, milk processing should be From a county level? Yes. So why are we still dealing with it at the national level? And
1: what would the county governments do from their point? Because most of them have read from this script before and probably they think they will come. I mean, I'm saying somewhere just close here in Moranga, they're trying to redo the same thing. How should the counties run this?
0: The issue is not the county. It's the people on the ground. Do they understand what devolution was about? See, that's what everyone was crying about. Mm. That everything is at the national government. Mm -hmm. So we want to be represented. Mm. We want control of our lives. Mm. So we came up with a new constitution which devolved and gave you the power. Now you have the power and you want us to come back again to the national government or to the county government. We are down to the ward. At the ward level, they should be processing their own milk.
1: Yeah, your final remarks. You've just said, let's pull the plug on this thing.
0: We need to stop trying to keep things in life support. We need to learn to accept something is dead. If you're brain dead, you're brain dead. But let's just turn off the machines. Because they're the ones that are keeping you alive. What's keeping cases here alive is the fact that government can continue to channel money towards it. And all the money, we all know where it goes.
1: <laughs> it's just become another money laundering scheme. Eh?
0: It's a bottomless pit. Mm. So sometimes when you have a bottomless pit, do you know what you do? You get a slab and you put it on top of the pit. Don't try and feel it. Don't try and feel it. True. What we keep doing is trying to fill bottomless bits. There's a reason why there's a word called bottomless. Ni <laughs> <laughs> <Haishi. laughs> Nikama kujaza
1: straw. Yeah. Hey.
0: Mm. Na maji kutoka mm. And you mm. keep wondering why it's not filling up.
1: And that is KCC. And we can't cap it from the bottomless. Just cap it from. It's bottomless.
0: How do you get to the.
1: You can't get to the bottom, bottom so that you can cap <laughs> it. <laughs> Yeah, we well, thank you for your time.
0: Most welcome. And start consuming cheese and butter, powdered milk. Powdered milk is ideal for confectionaries. Uh-huh. Yes. Start making chocolate. Start making ice cream. Start making. Powdered milk has very has more uses than fresh milk.
1: There's a space for value addition, and it's just that we have decided not to be
0: to think. To think. We have decided not to think. Tuache kujazana na Nairobi. Tu na university in Zima value addition of milk. Actually, not one. University of Nairobi is a whole department. EGATON is a full university whose main purpose is supposed to do that. Mm. Those are other bottomless pits. We've been giving them public money for all these years. What do they have to show for it?
1: Noted. That's I hear you for sure. I hear so the
0: problem is that all this education we've acquired, we are unable to put it to work. So what use is it?
1: in You even said we 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 close the schools.
0: Just close them because I think if we send those kids to go and sit with their grandmothers, they'll give them knowledge which will allow them to live a better life. That giving them education, then they all show up in the city to go and live in slums. Then we start complaining about the slums without asking ourselves where do the people in the slums come from, mm. and where do they go to over Christmas?
1: You know, devolution has come, and majority are still fighting to be here in these big cities. And
0: why? Because of the same mindset. Yes.
1: Nirudi even do mesema.
0: Rudi Mashinani. And you know, Kenyatta told us, Mzee Kasema, Rudy Mashambani, Kulima. And then what do people say, Oh, untaka twenty Mashambani, ndi uibe Mashamba ya Nairobi. <laughs> <laughs> mashamba ya Nairobi ni Shambala Mawe.
1: <laughs> yeah, we thank you for your time. <laughs> Most welcome.
0: Yeah. I cannot stress out
1: how great I
0: highly recommend listening to the other four installments of the Blueprint series on KCC, conveniently available on the acute.co.ke portal. Acute, spelt with a Q. This podcast production is done by
1: Acute Media.